welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host today, Jeremy Greer. This week's episode is something completely different than what we've normally done. Uh, former guest and all-around delightful person, Nikki, uh, aka at Lost Panda on Twitter, messaged me and said, hey, do you have anything in mind for episode 69? And of course I said, no, absolutely not. What do you have going? And she wanted to get three of her extremely gay friends to sit down and talk about their love for Lady Maria. It's kind of a like a one-off episode. And I said yes, because I've also been curious about this whole shipping thing that Bloodborne and Dark Souls and all sorts of video games seem to inspire nowadays. So this is about an hour-long conversation uh, with four ladies who are very, very much into Lady Maria and... <laughs> the stories and some of the fan fiction around that. But it's not just that. We go into things about um, how ships are treated and how people see these things and what makes a good ship versus a bad ship. It's a pretty interesting episode all around, and I think that you guys will enjoy it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have a couple of minutes, please, please send me an iTunes review. It helps us get up into the charts and makes me feel better as a person. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. So Nikki sold this to me and said, um, I think she messaged me on Twitter and said, hey, have you got an episode for episode 69 yet? And I said, <laughs> yes, but I can definitely bump it for, for whatever idea that you might possibly have. And she said, well, me and my friends want to come on and talk about um, how gay we are all for Lady Maria. And I said, if you guys think we can talk about that for an hour, we can we can probably get that done. So, oh, easy. So I think we'll manage. <laughs> I literally know Nikki. I I was not the first person to meet Nikki. My wife, Alex, was. And then Alex was like, you probably like Nikki. Her thing is literally, I want Lady Maria to rip my spine out. And I was like... (laughs) Relatable content. Sounds like my kind of person. (laughs) I believe I met Nikki through Twitter, through Steph. Yeah, like replying to a post or something like that. And then I checked her Twitter like profile and be like, "Who is this?" And then I saw the same thing and I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this, is, this is my person. all of us. We're just brought together." Yeah, yeah. yeah. the power That's of Nikki movie. wanting Lady Maria to rip out her spine. So, great, yeah, exactly. It's a bonding experience. <laughs> it's really good. I was just saying, in terms of uh, Bloodborne talk, I just brushed up on the wiki for like five minutes, just like kind of refresh myself, mm-hmm. and it was like a waterfall of emotions that just like came back. I haven't actually thought about bloodborne in a really long time i've been absorbed in just different video games so oh my god um i guess just to start off randomly i think a very important part of maria to me at least is that she's not the heartless monster that she kind of seems when you walk into the arena that's if, if anything that's like a shade of like what she used to be because looking into it what's the area called this is just the research facility right yeah, yeah. the research yeah. Hall, yeah. I think. yeah research hall that's right that's it um just by going around and interacting with all the patients they always say her name and in high regard almost like calling out for help for her so you can tell that even in their like deteriorated state they still hold her but like they have so much respect for her so she must have had a good impact on them in their lives and i unfortunately i don't remember the name of the npc but there's a girl you help quote unquote girl she still has a weird blob on her head and she's strapped to a chair but <laughs> You help and bring her brain fluid, you know, as you do when you make new friends. 
<laughs> that's, that's exactly um, what I usually do to get people on this podcast is to send them brain yes, food from Amazon. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> her name. I think it's Adeline. Adeline. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Sounds, that sounds right. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm skimping on the details, but when you bring her the brain fluid, she gives you a key to the um, what's it called? To the garden area, right? Yeah. Am I right here? Yeah. And if you yeah. read like the research notes on all these item descriptions, because you know in the Souls games, that's how you find out lore. Like half of it is just in items, especially in Dark Souls 2, but Bloodborne does it as well. Um, Lady Maria gave her that key originally because everyone in the facility was sick. And she thought that giving her the key and giving her access to just this huge, beautiful flower garden will help her. Not physically, it won't heal her condition, but you know, it'll ease her mind. And so for her to do that really reflects on how much of a good person Lady Maria probably was. Yeah. And that's, like, just, that's so cool. The, the item description straight up just says, uh, Maria had hoped Adeline would find comfort in the faint breeze <sighs> that carried the scent of flowers from the outside. Well, she's so Adeline gay. couldn't fathom her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That was my first reaction, too. I remember I was... In conclusion. With Molly. I was like, that is, like, the fucking gay oh, shit. She didn't give her girlfriend one flower. She gave her girlfriend a whole fucking garden. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the extra lesbian TM. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. so fucking extra. It's like, here, it's key to the balcony. Like, she's, do you expect like, Maria like, to do anything halfway, honestly? <laughs> from Canehurst. Two, she's right. like seven foot tall. Huge. Oh, she's so like, tall! <laughs> <laughs> of course she does. She reminds me, I've been playing so uh, Zelda, the new Zelda a lot, and she really reminds me of like, the characters from the uh, Gerudo area. Or the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah right? Yeah, like yeah. these tall, statuesque <laughs> women that like don't have any, don't, don't take no shit from nobody. So. Oh yeah, I want uh, Ballara, like you know, the Riju's guard. I want her to kill me specifically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate like, that. That is like our friend group's term of "Oh, I love her. I'm attracted to her." No, I want her to kill me. Higher <laughs> honor. I remember on Twitter the other day. I have a friend who I met through cosplay, and she's super talented and also really gorgeous and. Every time she notices me, I'm just like, huh. anyway. <laughs> but I told her the other day when she posted a photo of herself in her Vincent cosplay, I said, I want you to kill me. And she was like, what? It's like the highest honor I can give you. I forget. Like, people don't like understand. So like I, I ran into a, I was hanging out with a friend for the first time in like months and he got me into Bloodborne. And I was like, oh my god, Lady Maria. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I want her to fucking kill me. And just kind of, he looked me dead in the eye and he was just like, I understand. And I was like, <laughs> and I was worried because I, I had another friend there and he was looking increasingly worried as I was telling my one friend, just like, I want her to rip my spine out. I want her to set me on fire. When she stabs you, it feels so good. And he's just not. And my other friend's just like, what's happening <laughs> so when they understand they get it it's, yeah it's a, get it. the most relatable thing get it it's, it's just awesome. reminiscent on how i really started talking to nikki about maria specifically <laughs> because i followed my one of my friends accounts and she found this fan fiction it's not safe for work. <laughs> oh, and okay. i asked for it and then i read it and then i was like who can i send this to <laughs> <laughs> Nikki and Nikki was like, you know, I always said I wanted her to kill me, but now I'm like, 
<laughs> Stares into the distance. confirmed. Oh, this is good enough to know. There's no going Just back. The great yonder, like. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to uh you're having to send me a link to that so I can include it in the show notes because I'm sure yes. that people are just dying of curiosity to figure out what what this is that set off this entire <laughs> <laughs> Vibrating in her seat. Yes. Find it. I'm gonna get it. That's my that's my that's my this is problematic noise. (laughs) Yeah. Like at at the author of that fanfic, if you suddenly get more notes, that's why. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, all of a sudden. You're welcome. I'm sorry, and I said you're welcome. (laughs) Reflect our sense of shame in this. It just reminds me of like when you post something on the internet and then somebody big reblogs it and then you have a million notes <laughs> what to yeah. do with them. What happened? Like, well, it's that, like I posted yeah. back back with the Overwatch demo, like when the open beta weekend was happening, I posted a tweet and it was waiting for Overwatch's release, like, and it was a picture of Bart holding a book that said coping with loss. <laughs> and <laughs> I am fucking funny on the I have <laughs> I have a follower and she works at Riot Games, like League of Legends Riot Games. Her name's Katie. And she retweeted this. Oh man. And she has approximately 150,000, 200,000 followers. Whoops. I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And I then it's just loose and you're never getting it back. And then you're never getting it back. It just keeps happening. It's horrible. Uh, yep. But horrible, I mean, it's wonderful, but also horrible. Yes, so wonderful like and, and, and horrible. What? So was it the was it the actual story behind Lady Maria? That like, Did you guys know that going into it? Or did that like kind of kick off this affection for her? Or is it like, you know, finding her, um, realizing like she's she's probably one of the few female bosses on the game at all? Um, <laughs> but like, was it just killing her and, and then realizing <laughs> it after the fact? Um, <laughs> yeah, go, go Steph, you do. Molly and I... Very specifically, part of the reason we went to Bloodborne is like one cool. It's like Soulsborne games. Two, the aesthetic was really reminiscent of a project we were working on, which is how I got invested in it in the first place. But I saw a piece of fan art of Lady Maria stabbing somebody, and I was like, "Damn, who's drawing Molly's OC?" <laughs> and then I googled it, and then it was a problem. And then we learned. And then we learned. Yeah. I'm assuming that we've all seen uh, the fan art that Nikki has of Lady Maria literally killing her, right? Like we've we've oh, all seen that. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. It's in my office. My cousin came in and he was like, "Have to find that. The and I'm just like, "Very oh. specific picture I'm talking about." <laughs> Fantastic. But no, I blame Molly entirely, and then blame Grace for getting me into the. Life. <laughs> so. Steph watches me play a lot of the Souls games. Um, Remember when you were playing Dark Souls three? Oh, God, it was a first release. I We knew nothing about it. And so she watched me just, like, fucking trip my way through the first half of the game. And it was a disaster. It was a beautiful disaster. <laughs> but, um, you know the you know the pathway and it has, Souls like, plays, the, tend to be. the giant, like, crystal beast, like, right yeah. at the beginning yes. of the game? Yeah. And I told... She was terrified of everything there. She's scared of the clouds. She's scared of the water. <laughs> she's scared of the trees. She's like, one of these things is going to kill me. And then she sees the one shiny, glowy thing. And she's like, I'm going to touch it. And I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm going to touch it. <laughs> 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 and I was like, Grace, that's the thing that's going to kill you. Like, 
cut to her one screaming and dying and two trying to fight this thing like six times before finally giving up. Like, I think I told Nikki, uh, well now I kill single time. Not only out of spite, but it gives you that sweet, sweet demonite scale. But uh, mostly out for spite. So you can see where my priorities lie. I think I told Nikki yeah. that I always call it Sonic now though, because it rolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just Sonic. <laughs> Sonic Damn the it. Crystal Wizard is uh, what we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could I put in my input on your question about the lore thing sure yeah uh basically with souls games as we all know it's very rare to know exactly what you're getting into unless you like look up spoilers beforehand but souls is a really good game at uh throwing you in you die you die you die you beat her and then you figure out what the fuck is going on way later either through Uh, item descriptions or just little tidbits of lore hints and personally i love that it drives me insane but in like an enjoyable sadistic way like (laughs) Finding her weapon at the bottom of that well like oh, broke my, my heart reading yeah. that description. I was very like, sad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she she threw this and then you understand like her using blood magic in the fight, how like she was going against everything she believed oh, in. She, she was, was de- so desperate, desperate to stop you. Yeah, and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> 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 then I felt like an asshole, and I was like, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, you murdered her. Her life's work is keeping that secret, and you murdered her. And murdered her. her. That's a yeah. thing. Okay, I'll, I'll probably talk about this more in the one-on-one interview with Jeremy, but um, the Quaylock <laughs> fight reminds me of that a lot, because you go in, you don't know what's happening. Giant scary but hot fire lady is trying to kill you <laughs> and you're like what the fuck and so eventually you kill her you go down to the bonfire ring the bell and then if you find the secret door to her sister you oh. find out the entire time she was just trying to harvest humanity to keep her poor sister alive right. and like try and curb her suffering and so now oh god the wiki description is evil it says like, <laughs> the actions of the player she is now truly and utterly alone I'm like you didn't have oh, to worry like that <laughs> Just like, to really drive that guilt home. Oh, you get like a nail into yeah. the coffin. It was awful. Her sister's and, dialogue when she gets the ring is some of the most like heartbreaking stuff across all of these games. Right. Like it just—it's all like you know, dear Quaylog, is that you? Like, are you here to protect me? And I'm oh, like, oh jeez, I feel like an ass. Yeah, you're, you're the worst. I'll protect you. I'm just like, why? Why wasn't I playing this when it first came out? Because I would have like done this covenant junk so much oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so frustrating because you can only donate one at a time. I waited there like 20 minutes, just one at a time, giving her all that humanity. Just so I knew in one playthrough that she would be happy. Just one. <laughs> just one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was the same thing with Lady Maria. Like like you said, once you found out that, wow, she really gave everything. Went against everything she believed in just to try and stop you. And she failed, you monster. Yep. <laughs> so, I had to. I gotta get to the end of the DLC. You gotta kill Orphan of Cause. Oh my god, Steph. Do you know where the gif is of the Orphan? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Please. Please, can you find it? And can we, like, spend Use your that powers. <laughs> Use your powers. It's very important. Once you see it, Jeremy, you'll oh, understand. Oh god. Okay, yeah, hold on. Hold on. Is um is 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 Lady Maria the like is like the, that kind of the biggest focus of this like or is there like Quaylog are there any other characters in the Souls games like that you guys look at and have this kind of relationship with Eileen Eileen I about Nikki calling her pro mom on this podcast and then making me laugh hysterically yes definitely okay. pro mom she turned into her. pro wife because very yeah. jokingly yeah. Molly and I were like. 
I was like, hey, Molly, remember, like, Baby Hunter Maria? And I was like, yeah. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly in that tone. (laughs) That's exactly the tone. And I was like, what if Eileen happened to good people? And Molly was like, no. It was rough. In in my heart, Eileen didn't die and oh, she's not dead. The, good, the good lady hunter, along with Eileen, they adopted the little gas coins they little girls. The gas and they moved far, far after. away and lived happily ever after and built their own damn house and got some fucking chickens and nothing yeah. happened to them. <laughs> Yeah. And they had a horse, not a dead horse, not just a <laughs> yeah, horse. A dead they one. finally they had a horse. Much, and like a fucking useless ass cow and Eileen Gardens because the only reason yeah. there's still flowers around the actual hunter's workshop that's not in the dream is because Eileen takes care of them. Like, True. You've got to go. Have you never heard Look, that? She's theory. very old and she gets bored. Yeah. Molly and I spent how it was like two fucking weeks and we did not shut up about (laughs) Yeah, you asked us if this podcast could go for an hour and a half and I'm like looking at my non existent watch like (laughs) (laughs) I think we keep it under an hour and a half is gonna be the question, it sounds like. Probably. Have y'all ever looked up the voice actor of uh Eileen on IMDb? Yes. Uh, Yes, Actually (laughs) Molly did a really good piece of art. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's a really good one, yes. Perfect interpretation. I was gonna say it should still be like one of the first things yeah. on my blog. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that, and then Steph was like, "Oh, this is my friend Molly, and here's her work." I was like, "Oh, wow, wow. Yes, holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Molly typically, a lot of people meet Molly. Molly and I are actually in the same house. She's just on a different floor. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the gremlin in the basement. Yeah. Oh wow, that's so, really good. Right, it's the perfect headcanon interpretation of her for me. I'll never see it any other way. Molly also sculpted Eileen's mask, and it looks super good. It's really good. And then we made, well, Molly made a bunch of messengers, and my cat sat in them. (laughs) (laughs) She did sit in them. These are all so good. There's going to be so many links in the show notes. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let me see if I can find the. One. I'm so good at links. Seriously, though, you are. You're a wizard. You are the wizard. That's, that's why I said use your powers. <laughs> I, was, I saw them earlier today, and I don't remember where I put them. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, where'd, where'd you put what? Uh, the, the particular link, like the gift that Grace asked for. Like, I saw it earlier today. And... <laughs> oh my god. Let me see if I can... <laughs> Sorry, typing on my keyboard. Serious typing. Yeah, we'll yeah. typing. Can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> you can just apocalyptic. Yeah, oh. I found it. <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> God, it never gets old. <laughs> oh, it's loading. It's beautiful. My favorite one. So credit the to staff for sending this to me. I love that the Soulsborn fandom just like swings wildly between hilarious memes and like really deep serious emotional content <laughs> yeah, yeah. How we, cope. we have to cope with shit posting it's it's exactly right yeah right. you're right it's, yeah it's it's really interesting to me that it always brings out uh, oh yes this yes i love this this is the best gift yes god i fucking lost it 
I forgot all about this gift. One because literally nobody can think of Vicar Amelia without now seeing this gift. Yes. Oh, God, I, I know. To, I, knew exactly, I knew it exactly before you even... Yeah. <laughs> it's so accurate, though. I love this freaking fan base, man. Oh god, it's really one. it's really bizarre to me that uh, Dark Souls can bring out like people that are like they it brings out like the worst and the best out of people like it you know it especially really does. with with PVP stuff like you get like really really <laughs> horrible tryhard assholes and then you have people like creating this beautiful art and cr- beautiful stories around the games and I'm like how did the same game make this, this these two totally separate things happen like all this awfulness right. and all of this beauty like I have there's very few video games I think out there that do that. Yeah, you see, all the douchebags are in PvP, killing people and invading, and all the cool people are out there just editing their own content. Also, Nikki, I'm hard staring at you. You can't see. (laughs) Present company, present company excluded, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm a I'm a duelist. I don't invade people because I'm bad at it. But one on one, I get really angry and I lose. That's fair. No, Nikki. When Nikki is invading people and one v oneing them, I remember she told me some of her stats one v oneing. I was like, Nikki, you're just an asshole. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you gotta. You gotta. Oh, one of, you one, of my, um, one of my original notes when I recorded with Nikki was, uh, "She's the worst, maybe worse than me." When she started telling me, <laughs> <her PBS laughs> <Quite stories. hard. laughs> "It's like a little asterisk, maybe worse than me." I, it was, I'm, uh, I'm it was, very... it was, it was a bonding experience because it was the same stuff that I had been doing way back in the day in Dark Souls too. Just being a complete, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I was bad at PvP for like all of Dark Souls two, and then. I, I mastered the parry in Dark Souls 3, and I was like, oh, it's on. Let's you went away on your mountain journey and did your training montage? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just came I, down the mountain, mountain like she I've was, you know, had... Danny Rand. <laughs> I, I've only had two PvP encounters in Bloodborne. Like, the PvP scene there is kind of dead. It's dead. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I, uh, I was, I've tried to make, been, um, for like streaming stuff, tried to make like a, a chalice dungeon that, you know, people can invade and to try to kind of mm-hmm. set up fight clubs and stuff and like no interest oh, whatsoever. That'd be like, cool. Nobody cares. <laughs> like nobody wants to do it. <laughs> right. and I don't blame them. Like it's, it's much more fun to like co-op that stuff. Mm-hmm. It is like Bloodborne's great for co-op and then Dark Souls is good for being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. I'm glad you finished it that, that way because I was going to. <laughs> my favorite thing about the differences between Dark Souls and Bloodborne is Dark Souls taught me to hide behind my shield until the perfect moment and Bloodborne taught me not to be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a fine line between being a bitch in Bloodborne and being over aggressive, and you gotta be like smack in the middle, preferably mm-hmm. on the other well, side. Like I had a lot of trouble with Lady Maria until I started being we, we more can tell. aggressive. We, we, we've established <laughs> <laughs> a different sort things. of trouble, an elastic <laughs> trouble. Thanks. You're welcome. Sorry, go on though. But but like I felt bad. Like I beat her by a. Uh, parrying her to death and oh that's awesome it, it was good but then afterwards i felt really really bad because she deserved a better fight than that yeah it's always bad when like a fight is really well designed and you just get to the point where you like either accidentally on purpose just cheese it until you're done yeah, yeah. that just kills it for me 
always yeah. feel really bad. Like I, I want to do that fight a lot, but um, it's you know you can't yeah. really. It's not you don't have bonfire aesthetics, so you have to either play through the whole game again, or you have yeah. to get summoned. And if yeah. you get summoned, like that's fight it's is not trash. The same. Yeah, it's if you're if you yeah. have two people in there, like it's really really bad. I feel like I feel bad for the. It doesn't boss. <laughs> feel nearly as. It doesn't feel like as climactic if no. it's two versus yeah. one. It's supposed to be one on one, and you're supposed to just—I don't know. It, it, it's the progression of the fight. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it starts out, you know, pretty cool. It's like, okay, I can do this, and then it just gets more and desperate. Then she as stabs it goes herself, on. and you're like, "Whoa, baby, stop!" I know. I never like, had her do the the visceral attack on me. Oh, oh yeah, she, oh she will straight up parry you. Yeah, it's and it's not fun. What? But oh, it's sexy. I, oh, it's, it's a little animation fun. so bad. <laughs> I was so mad when I found out that that's when I saw the animation. I was like, oh, I've been cheated out of this. What? No, the seriously, <laughs> you missed out. Time so for another Bloodborne think... playthrough. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm working. I'm working on my way there in New Game Plus, so I might have to jump back to that. I nice. believe. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I'll just create a backup file and keep it on a thumb drive so I can just keep save scumming just to oh, that's, fight. Oh, that's yeah. clever. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just do it over and over and over uh, again. This is so good. It's so I'm good. not going to be satisfied, which you never will be. <laughs> I'm not going to be the pretentious Souls player. I'm like, you should fight every single boss silly solo player at least once. That's just the standard I hold to myself because I think it's an entirely different experience. And this applies to all the games, not just Bloodborne. Of trying to beat the boss on your own, no co-op, no other help. Yeah, it's totally different, and I think it's I think it's a good experience to try and do that. And yeah, um, I have a it definitely changed makes, it for me. Like he won't even run past anything. He like he has to kill it at least one time. Like I'm gonna kill everything. I mean, in that's the game how I am. Before I before I can let myself. That's how I was when I started in Bloodborne, and then I got to the places that are full of like the fucking brain suckers, and then I decided that no, I don't hate myself that much. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I realized Molly was that kind of gamer when I was watching her play Ocarina of Time. Zelda was like my favorite, like my main gaming love. And Molly's playing Ocarina of Time on her DS, and I was like, you know, you don't have to fight literally everything, right? It's like I'm sitting there, I'm playing it like Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, Molly, like you could walk past something. No, not allowed. Everything must die. Yeah. Not only is this. It's like it's this feral desire to kill everything, but also fear, because you know you will be hobbling your way to the boss room, and that one mod that you didn't kill will come up and cut your head off, and you're like, yep. "What?" <laughs> Start all the way over. So yeah, okay. see, I learned not to do that when I was first starting out, and you know the executioner in the alley in Old Yarnum. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he looks like a bitch, and then I got wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> And then you were that the bitch. Like, and I quote, he looks like a bitch. And then I got one shot. <laughs> that is so good. That's yeah. good. Steph, do you remember when I was playing? I think it was with you. I'm pretty sure it was. I, I was playing through Dark Souls 1 again. And I don't remember anything about it. I think this was one of my first times playing through. So maybe I didn't know you at the time. But the, um, I think the Abyssal Demon, that's the first boss, right? Yeah. Is that his name? Asylum Demon, Asylum. I think that's Asylum. it. Yeah. Sorry, oh god, I'm so out of it. Um, anyway, so you go through the fog door, and you're looking down at him, and you're supposed to do the jump attack, but I'm stupid and wanted to make fun of him, and I'm just like, oh, Nikki, you done then. <laughs> you I'm up here, and you can't hit me. And he jumps, he and jumps slams up. his like, thing down, and I'm just screaming. Yes. It was the most terrifying. That's what Souls so games I do to you when you fuck around too much. Yeah, you don't it touch is. it, Souls games. 
they do that same trick with the tourist demon later. He can jump up on that, uh, like that, the roof yeah. of that place with those really? awesome guys, and it's yep. terrifying. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, I've never spent enough time up there, there to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I just, I've seen it on streams and stuff. That is so funny. Dark Souls with Grace, and when I got to the asylum, when I was going just through the asylum, like starting out the game, you know the hallway with all the boulders rolling down the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like you stop to read the note, and then you just get fucking wasted. <laughs> fucking Grace was Grace didn't warn me. Grace just wanted me to go up there and get it's the experience. Yeah, it's it's like weird. when you. It's like when you started but, playing Bloodborne and you were like, what's what's in this direction? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Think I think I'll go find that. I want to go see. Bitch. And then it was the character piece. The character piece was that way. Yeah, I, I stopped. <laughs> I just, just like, god. no. And Molly was losing it. Losing I am a bad friend. You are a bad Best friend. friend. Fuck you. So, so I'm, I'm curious, uh, like, I, I have a lot of experience with the Souls community and, like, the worst aspects of that. Like, the, a lot of the people in the Souls community, PvP specifically, but it can be just, like, anything, are just truly yeah. humongous shitlords, and it's it's a real bummer. Like, <laughs> as as four people that are, are, are very outspoken and very out there with all of this, um, you know, kind of, like, I want Maria to rip out my spine stuff, do you guys get, like, <laughs> negative things, like, from, from people on the internet, or do people just see it and kind of just move past it, or, or is it just, like, a, a nice, friendly community? community around it friendly for me it's just our friends so generally i don't venture much outside of the friend circle Mm -hmm. as far as um fandom content anymore because the fandom itself for pretty much any media tends to be a uh a cesspool these days (laughs) i think i i personally have the most experience with specifically like the shippy side Mm-hmm. of Bloodborne, um, mostly because I spend a lot of time finding fan, fan art to torment my friends with. Yeah. And it's good. It's really like I would say specifically with Maria, there's a lot of discourse, quote unquote. You can't see me doing VR quotes, but they're there. Um, <laughs> oh, I can I, hear them. I felt them. There are people out there who one hundred percent unironically ship her with Gearman. I'm not joking. This is is actually a thing. Um, That's kind of up there with the Law Trek Anastasia stuff that I've seen in the past, too. If, like, what what are you doing? Yeah, there's a lot of people who ship, like, Gascoigne and Garman. That's really common. Really? Yeah, that's uh, that's really popular, especially on, like, Pixiv. Like, that's 90% of. Because when you have dudes, people will shift them. Exactly, but with Maria, I mean, we're the same only, way. But so. there's only two types <laughs> of Maria art, honestly. Yeah. There's tiny, squishy moe Maria that God. everyone assumes that German was in love with. I don't think German was ever in love with her. I think he was obsessed with her. There's a whole other yeah. side of. <laughs> and then there's Maria drawn by people who actually just appreciated her as a character. When it comes to appreciating Maria as like I want her to murder me, I know like maybe ten people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe that's like and, that's like slightly beyond the um the line of like, what you normally see in like, uh, with, fan art that people post publicly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I know three people stares at this chat who will actually like discuss this with me. I know people on my Twitter who follow me and agree that Maria is this kind of character, but. Um, a lot of I know, I know a lot of lesbians. <laughs> I know so many lesbians. Oh, really quick fun fact! Oh, before Steph goes on, I'm sorry. Uh, in my friend group, I 
I knew maybe uh, one, two other queer people, and then I met Steph. And, like, my entire <laughs> friend group now is just, oh, my God, she is, like, she's, like, an enabler for this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I collect lesbians like postage stamps. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I apologize for interrupting. Go on. Like, I met a lot of these people specifically who look at Maria and say, I want her to kill me. I met them through League of Legends, and through League of Legends is because we shipped other female characters. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's a really very specific niche. Not a lot of people actually say anything about it because the actual Bloodborne fandom is either as you know it's memers or hard fan theory like mm-hmm. and you know as as you said before with the Soulsborn fandom it tends to be a little bit of a sausage fan yes a little bit. <laughs> with regards to fans and also characters and so mm-hmm. i wouldn't say that i've ever gotten any negative criticism i've in regards to Tumblr and in before crazy SJWs, I mean, there are some people out there that take chill pill. But very specifically, I've heard, that's problematic. Oh, <laughs> boy. It's like, yes, I know. I, I know. You're self-aware. Like, I don't condone having a woman rip out your spine in no. normal real life. <laughs> like, so, but also... So that you would even have to say that. I, <laughs> like, why would I, I that? like, some people have a very hard time telling, you know, fiction from reality, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those people are seriously looking for things to be upset about. And they don't realize it, but they are. That's, yeah. just, that's how I interpret it. I can't take I it seriously. I personally don't know anybody who's like, that's gross. My wife, Alex, doesn't quite get it. She's like, I'm sorry I can't, like, sexily murder you. <laughs> well, <laughs> not there. That's good. That's the extent of it. <laughs> she, she does make fun of Molly and I, though. Yeah, good. good. So, do all of you? um, So, I'm going to reveal myself a little bit here. Like, I've never quite gotten into the the shipping aspect of a lot of this fiction stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just not. I I just somehow missed it. Like, I don't. Like, I I looked around and like all of a sudden, everybody on Tumblr was shipping everything. I had to learn what the word (laughs) shipping was, and I was like, I don't understand. (laughs) Um, Are all of you into that? Like, do you all have your your you know your favorite ships that you look at or that you that you you know think about, or is it just? Okay, you are opening a huge can of worms. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're in it. We might, we might as well get into it. So, all right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I'm curious. Um, I'm curious not only like what they are, but like also how that comes about. Like where where the origin of that is. Um, as someone that hasn't like experienced it, and that I mean, I do in my spare time. I do a supernatural podcast, and as you guys probably yeah. know, like that that whole fandom. I used to follow supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all over the place, and uh, you know, my it happens. My co-host is is like ten or fifteen years younger than me, um, so he's a little bit more plugged into this stuff than I am. I'm like the old grandpa of the podcast. I say, oh, so you're ancient. I'm ancient. Yeah, yeah. I'm over thirty. I might as well be dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost thirty, so I'm getting there. Yeah, I yeah. We're almost thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so like where where does this start at and anybody can re- you know jump raise their not raise their hand i'm definitely gonna let steph molly and perhaps nikki too take the reins on this because contrary to the popular belief i'm actually not super big into shipping 
like I will like a ship and I'll be super into it, but I'm not religious about it. I don't go out looking for ships. I really just play it for the game, which isn't like a okay, it's not a pretentious statement. If you want to, yeah, breaking us here. No, I'm not religious about my ship. I don't have a lot to say on the matter, so I'm I'm shoving it to you guys. I wouldn't say I'm religious about ships. I think out of all of us in here. Whoops, I threw my pencil. So you got angry. <laughs> I think I have the longest shipping history. Like probably. That's how I, that's how I, I met Molly. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know, but I was seven. Oh, okay. Jesus! You can have I that think one. I have you beat. Yeah. Like, well, wait, wait, wait! You're yeah. how you're old was I when you were seven? Let's see. I. It was. You're... I was super into Naruto. That's how I met my wife. <laughs> super into Harry Potter. And I was super into Naruto. Super into Naruto. And that was. I was born in '93, so it was 2000. Oh, sh- come on! I I've been shipping since Gundam Wing in '95. Oh my god! Come on. You say that like it's a brag, but it's a complete self-own. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like seventh grade, and I was just like, "Oh, what?" Yeah, I I started out on Quizilla, just like oh my god, years ago, and then it was Live Journal, and then Pro Boards. I actually met my wife because of shipping. <laughs> um, but I met Molly because Homestuck. Oh God! <laughs> Kill Bell Sirens. Our mutual friend Jeff thought it would be super hilariously funny because Molly was at the time a big name fan artist for Homestuck, and I idolized her. I thought she was fantastic, and like I couldn't talk to her; she was too cool. But Jeff thought it would be really funny to give Molly my Skype and have Molly message me. I thought it was funny too. Hilarious. To be the, fair, the beginning. You're an asshole, and I still. <laughs> <laughs> But because of shipping, I met Grace because I met Grace through Kinnis, and I met Kinnis because of Katarina and Riven from League of Legends, which I also blame on Molly. Yeah, it's also my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and then I met Grace through an ARAM, and we hit it off because of Diana, who is her icon. I met. Oh, she's my wife. <laughs> I met Nikki because Nikki was super into speedy recovery for Overwatch, which my wife wrote for. Yeah. So I know okay. all of so... the assholes because of shipping. <laughs> Okay, and I know okay. literally all of you because of Steph. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Steph's the enabler. That's like her official title. Yeah, seriously, yeah. it sounds like it. Gay catalyst <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, the gay catalyst. In the best way. <laughs> but what what is the uh, like if if you're if you'd like a ship, right? Like if you if you're kind of into these two particular people being together, like is it just something that you think about all the time? Like the the fan art and the stories around it and everything like that. It just seems like. Like, when I look at that stuff, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Like, there's just a lot of it. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's so much. <laughs> and it's, it's, and it's yeah. got to be, like, I feel like I'm, like, not broken inside or anything, but I feel like I'm missing, like, a part because it's become such a huge thing that it seems like everybody talks about or, or you know, interacts with in some way. And I'm just, yeah. I'm kind of curious, like, just as someone that's looking at it from the outside and going, like, I just, I don't, man, maybe, maybe I am too old. Like, maybe I should get off the internet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But specifically with soul ships, like what 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 is the attraction? Like, can I don't know if that's something that is even able to be explained, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in. There's, there's no happy in souls. 
There's yeah, that's people. that's definitely part it's of it. It's kind of okay. like a coping mechanism with yeah. the Souls series. It's like, I just want the Firekeeper to be happy. I just want yeah. the doll to be happy. I just want Eileen, Maria. I want all these yeah. incredible women that are just suffering to be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Like, okay. it's not even, especially with Soulsborne, it's not even like romantic. I find a lot of the shipping. It's like, I just mm-hmm. want them to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Enjoy like, it. Mutual support and, and like, love. Like, what is jolly cooperation like, of friendship. Yeah. I just want Nikki Maria to retweet about... me and rip out my spine, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's just I want her want. to rip out my spine in friendship. Huh? <laughs> when Nikki was talking about how she wants Eileen and the hunter to like move away and adopt Gaspar's kids, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that brought that up to you. Because mm-hmm. Molly and I had <laughs> talked about it. But even that initially just came as like a they're both surviving through this horrible thing together. <laughs> Like, that's the joke. It didn't even come out necessarily as a romantic thing. Like, yeah, absolutely, I want them to kiss and gay as hell. Like, <laughs> it's like I, I would watch that. It's aesthetically pleasing. But mostly, I just want them to not be completely broken or dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, mostly the dead part. <laughs> like, even with like Luca Tiel, like she's she's so, I love her. I love her. All of us Yo. here can just say. I don't want her to be sad anymore. Exactly. <laughs> like every time I'd talk to her, I'd just be like, "Can I? Can I give you my effigy? Like your Halloween bay? Let's just keep <laughs> this. What do you <laughs> need for me to put this together? Like, you would, would taking I, I my humanity help you? Like, I have it. Please, I don't need it. You do. The yeah. first item she gives you is fucking human effigy. She goes, I don't right. know what it is, of course. I'm and I'm just like, like, you keep this. You keep <laughs> this and take the 40 ones I've been Same. holding on to. Okay, <laughs> <Come> what? <on. laughs> like, I find with shipping, and this is a really weird conversation, especially for me to get into, because I did meet my wife through the internet, and <laughs> it's a really good story. It's There's a really big difference between the type of shippers that, like, I like to talk to and the type of shippers that I'm like, you need to get some help. You probably (laughs) notice in the Supernatural fandom especially. (laughs) Yeah, there's some people that, um, because I created, like, a Tumblr for that podcast just to have, like, a spot that we could put stuff. Oh, Lord. uh, I just went through and followed, like, every single garbage recommended blog that that Tumblr threw at me. And um, I log into that and, like, scroll down by like just a little bit i'm like that's enough of that today see you later (laughs) people get super serious about that stuff there are people out there that get super super angry especially about like abstract ideals or like characters who haven't even talked before and they'll get like legitimately angry and not be friends with people for thinking a certain way there's it's a lot like when you watch a tv show and like you notice the romantic subplot but you don't necessarily capitalize on it. Like, it's just continuing through the thing. You're like, oh, these characters should be together. Like, this is the reason they'd be good together. And this is the kind of shipping that I'm into. And there's some people who live it and breathe it and change their names for it and get tattoos of their ship on their body, <laughs> even though they're yeah. bad tattoos. Not that I know anybody <laughs> who did that. Definitely not a call-up. <laughs> no, no. There's, there's some degrees for shipping fandom that are just really weird. I think 
the one thing, especially in like Soulsborne shipping, I guess it gets me riled up is when people say 100% that Maria was in love with German. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that at all. Like that, that just, like, just screams. Such especially obvious when it, it says like yeah. on the items that you get related to her, that she was completely unaware of unaware. his obsession yeah. with her. Yeah, there's no way, there's no I, way that she had that's any just it. He was obsessed with her. Yeah, he was obsessed with her. Because it never once says, and there are so many people out there that are like, well, he loved her. That's why he no, No, it's constantly like, referred to as a mania or just right. like... <laughs> he was obsessed it in a bad light. Yeah, and then obsessed. with the doll, he's just like, you can do... It's like, the doll's here for you. You can do whatever you, you want. You can use her in any way you want. So that's really cool. Like, oh, oh, oh. He's just a creep. His failings with the doll and why he doesn't... Why I feel like he doesn't like the dolls because he wasn't in love with maria and who she was and the things she wanted and Mm -hmm. that she was even like when you talk about like how it was in the research hall and even if you think about her upbringing and how she didn't like blood and how she left like she would have left canehurst to join bergenworth and become garman's apprentice and take on the role of a hunter and Mm -hmm. so she obviously for some degree wanted to help people like you can take away from her as a character but I think it's also important to realize with Maria, um, especially with her origins and how she just diverts completely from what you'd expect from a Canehurst noble, um, that she is obviously a very headstrong individual. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, that is definitely something that is missing in the doll. So that is... In love with the idea of Maria as this genteel, lovely woman. She had a beautiful face. Like, she was gorgeous and of course she wanted to help people and i think this is the part of her that he was obsessed with he wasn't obsessed with her as a gifted hunter he was obsessed with her because the way she looks mostly yeah he was stereotypical like i want to own this person kind of thing like yeah just because she's literally your apprentice <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's not yeah. Me. And then he like people- he had this vision of her and how he wanted her to be, and so he made this doll to preserve that his yeah. weird idea of her. That's why, it, like, really, it doesn't rub me the wrong way in like a eh, gross straight people way. It rubs me <laughs> the wrong way, and like that sounds a lot like a stalker, and this romanticizing the idea that you should be in love with somebody who obsesses over you because it's not. Yeah, just like that as a ship is not. It's a just, thing that I enjoy. Squicky, like mm, <laughs> it just doesn't sit nice. Squicky, like you can tell how ancient fandom you are by using the word squicky. It just comes across to me, specifically with regards to Maria, like especially when people ship Maria German and make it out like Maria is the soft feminine thing. Like you're completely erasing the identity of her as a character yeah. in favor of her being a pretty lady. That's something that like, I don't I, quite like, understand I, when it comes to shipping too, is when they start changing characteristics from the people involved. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, that God. just, it just, that kind of confuses me even more. Cause at that point, like you could just write a story about whatever you, you wanted. Like why basically exactly. just, just make your own characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like why, why pull this stuff like from the games or from like whatever media, if you can, if you're just going to change them anyway. Just make OCs. Yeah. Like, I, 
straight up, I really became attached to Maria because she reminded me vaguely of an OC that Molly has. And then as I read more about Maria and more about like the history of Bergenworth and the history of the Hunters, like she really became developed as her own separate character. So my initial obsession with Maria was just because she's fucking hot. I want her to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it turned out that it was just really sad and she was a really good character and I just want her to be happy and not dead. Yeah. No, no I, I thought, think the. I uh, Nikki was going to be exaggerating when she told me this was going to be a Lady Maria gay fest, but I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no exaggeration. Oh. <laughs> Episode 69, Jeremy. Episode I know, I know. 69. <laughs> Here we go. What, um, I'm so honored, honestly. <laughs> Like I was, I was sitting here, kind of looking through um, like NPCs in the Souls games, and uh, like because you mentioned Lucatiel, and I was like, man, how many women are actually in uh, Dark Souls two? And there was a lot more than I remembered um, because I don't, unlike Nikki, I'm not a huge fan of Dark Souls two. Like yeah, it's Dark it's a- Souls two. Oh god. We are going to bond over that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Love does Dark. this stuff sort of exist? Like, I've seen this stuff with Shannon a lot, but like, I'm looking at like Stone Trader Cloanne, and I'm like, well, probably. I mean, like, does any of this stuff like? Are there characters? Are there any characters that haven't been like put in these weird situations, or like? And if so, like, why do you think that is? Like, Maria is obviously like the big one that I've always seen on on Tumblr and various other places. Of you know, M- Maria has ba- basically made out with literally every other character from the Bloodborne series. That I, can tell, <laughs> I mean, I, I can guess tell. it definitely doesn't help in her case that she is the the centerpiece character exactly. of the yeah. DLC. Yeah, <laughs> but I look at you know, I do think look at Shan a lot or um, you know, Stone Trader Cloanne, and I'm like, where did why are they getting passed over? What's wrong with them? Just, I mean, I, I, I think it's depth of character. Yeah. Because yeah. as much as I love her, she's not very relevant in the series. We just discover her in like that poisonous area. I, I haven't played Dark Souls 2 in a long time. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And then she comes back to, um, oh my Majula. God, I'm blanking. Majula. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's it. And then you can talk to her for some extra dialogue lines, but she sells you rocks. That's all there is to it. Whereas Lucatiel's, the reoccurring character, you find her in different areas, and every time you see her, her storyline progresses, and you find out more about her curse and how she's reacting to it. And it's just really big depth of character. And with Lady Maria, while there's actually not as much lore as there is with Lucatiel, she's still an extremely relevant character. And there's yeah. a lot of um, yeah. like, underlying things that you discover either- through items and lore. No, like the doll was modeled after her. She has a lot more depth to her as a character with regards to other people. Yeah, it's like a lot of um, what you get from Maria as a character is piecing together what she meant to other characters. Yes. And the vague little bits that you actually get from the items that are relevant to her in the game. Yeah. Interesting. In Dark Souls 2, by having... um, the stone seller daughter and she's the daughter of the blacksmith like yes that is a character relationship between those two but they're almost like apart in the turn they're not even really care just because they're npcs that sell you stuff there's not much outside that you can like go through you talk to them over and over and over again and you're not going to get in lines at any point in the game really once she comes to majula and because of that it almost dehumanizes them it makes them like, oh, it's the lady that sells rocks, and it's the guy that smiths my weapons. Whereas Lupatil doesn't do any of that. She doesn't provide any other function outside being a summon NPC, and you discover her, and you talk to her, and it progresses her storyline. She really is a walking piece of lore, whereas the other characters really just serve almost like a mechanical function for yeah. you in gameplay. Yeah. And so that takes away... It's because they're so slight that there's nothing to really grasp onto when it comes to building... Yeah, there's not much you can do. Around her. Okay, okay, yeah. I understand that. Like, even mm-hmm. 
with Maria, like the way that you have to piece it together from what other people say about her, because when you go and find her, all you know about her is if you've actually bothered to read item descriptions, and two, if you've actually listened to all of the NPCs and swollen heads in the area, because they all talk about mm-hmm. her, and so you're like, well, who's Lady Maria? Like, why is she so nice to you? And then she tries to murder you. <laughs> you get a distinctly like, different impression. Yeah, and then kill her, and then you find out more and more about her, and then you remember the doll, and then you remember her relationship with Garmin, and then more and more little pieces show up, and so it builds her as a character, but you already feel like an asshole. Like, you're not gonna forget that boss fight. You're not gonna forget her, as everybody else didn't. She's kind of there. She She had a hand on on you, definitely. So, a cool thing, this just popped in my head, sorry to derail us, but there's the, uh, the the grave that you go to, to to access the DLC from the Hunter's Dream, mm-hmm. that's totally her grave. It has to be. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's the old hunter. You get, mm-hmm. you get the uh, the bone that gives you the the quick step. Yep. And it's just so. Is that like her? Bone? I have feelings about this. I have feelings about this. Is she, <laughs> is she <laughs> of the quick step? Like, because that's so cool. Um, it like, would be. My theory is yes. Um, in the original translation and like the Japanese game, mm-hmm. they use gender neutral specifics when talking about the old hunter's bone. Like they use they, them, that's the end of it. In the American cool. localization, as you know, in a lot of American narratives, it's usually about men. If there's a they, it's about a man. If it's by an unnamed character, it's about a man. And so obviously they change the pronouns on the old hunter's bone to say he was an apprentice of Garman. Mm-hmm. So Japanese, it's totally is Maria. It, like, I think it's a translation. That, uh, it is a translation error. It's mm-hmm. a localization error. It's not even that translation. It was wrong. It's localization and translation are two different things. Localization is when they make the game more palatable to the audience in that country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So specifically in America, super patriarchal, masculine, heavy culture, <laughs> it's going to immediately revert to he pronouns on something that wasn't necessarily that or that explorers where good guys see like the tomb prospector set which is the tomb plunderer in the japanese version mm-hmm. anyhow mm-hmm. but like the doll prays there it's super super close to the workshop it's covered in flowers it takes to the old hunter dlc there's no other character really could be like flowers are also a very relevant thing to lady maria like a recurring theme throughout her character exactly and so when people are like, well, it obviously can't be her bone because it says it's a him. It's a localization error. It's well, my sophisticated him. response to that is... <laughs> <laughs> as, if, as if an also, item description has never been wrong before. Like, they, they, yeah, you know, exactly. when they patched Dark Souls 2, they changed, you know, probably a hundred of them to, you know, yeah. realign the game more in line with what they, the story they wanted to tell. So it's not like that stuff is, like, 100%. Yeah, oh, like yeah, it could, it could easily be a typo. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's not a new thing. It's even like, mm-hmm. you know the scene where when Alfred's telling you about how the vile blood's got the vile blood, mm-hmm. and yeah. Alfred says it's a him that took the blood and brought it to Kanehurst. Which is it's not another true. translation error. It's a localization error. It's they brought the blood, not him. So... It could have also been a female who did it. 
It's like it could have been a woman. Um, it could have been multiple people. It could have been. Like, when you think, a lot of people think that obviously they think it's like the bloody crow of Canehurst, and while that would fit, I'm making air quotes again, fit the narrative. <laughs> yeah. It's also a translation error. If you think about people who have ties to Canehurst, who resented the hunters, who had ties to Bergenworth, who do you come up with? Who makes the most sense out of characters you know the name of? Maria. Because of a localization or translation error, you wouldn't be able to follow this theory. Because Just be before I lose yeah. my chance to make a dirty joke, when we were talking about the hunter's bone, we were talking about how he's leading Maria's, all I'm going to say is I would not mind getting the bone from Maria. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I really want to get that out there. The dream, obviously. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> So outside of um, Lady Maria, like we've talked about Eileen, but like any, any characters from the other games, is there anybody from Dark Souls 3 that sticks out to you with this kind of um, force of character or even Dark Souls 1 and 2? I have a lot of feelings about the Firekeeper, but that's because she's part of the material. I don't know <laughs> a lot about Dark Souls 3. Cool. I like My the- biggest complaint with Dark Souls 3, actually, that I found it was extremely lacking in interesting characters. Like, they were all very one-dimensional, mm-hmm. and um, Dark Souls 1, it is really, it's the lore game for me. Gameplay, I do really like it a lot. It has its errors, of course, as every Dark Souls game does, but like Dark Souls 1 lore is just a never-ending goldmine, and just like the entire game will stack up on these, like, these characteristics, and it all goes back together. I felt like Dark Souls 3 was very bland in the lore department. It just felt like almost like a fan-made Easter egg game in terms of lore. The gameplay was great, (laughs) but it's a storyline we've seen before. We all know it very well. And none of these characters... I don't know. This is just my opinion. I'm not making, like, a statement or anything. I never really got super attached to anyone. Like, the Firekeeper, yes, I love her, but she does doesn't have much depth to her character she helps you level up and she's sweet and she's there for you and she's pretty she's hot yes but outside that i don't know there's not much to her and even looking through the firekeeper eyes it's not about her it was just about firekeepers about how like oh they need they don't have any eyes and then they're led into the darkness at the end of their thing for eternal rest and nothing none of it's about her so it's not very unique and the um shoot i don't remember her name but she's the uh blind tubi Firekeeper that's guarded by the guy in ugly armor who's a douchebag. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't even remember. Her. Oh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I her name and that's another thing. We can't remember her name. She wasn't interesting enough. She wasn't relevant. She was just a. She sold you stuff and she, you gave her tomes so she could sell you more yeah. miracles. Um, there was no fascinating character in Dark Souls 3 that I really latched yeah. onto. I, I like the, uh, the witch that you found. In uh, the jail, in the she yeah, she yeah. was cool, but only like there wasn't much to her either. Like none of the characters had much depth. Uh, Arena of Kareem was was her name. Uh, yeah, that, right. Which was the was the it. yeah fire chick, firekeeper chick, or the the chick that turns into Jeez. a firekeeper. God, yeah. I think uh, the most interesting one, quote unquote, was Henri. But yeah. even then, I don't know. There, it just wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't feel fresh. It didn't feel new to me. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing I heard uh, with Dark Souls Three. Like I didn't obviously play any of it, but mm-hmm. I've heard from a lot of people it didn't like get them in the same way that 
Dark Souls 1 did. Like, I want to yeah, just skip definitely. over Dark Souls 2 because Dark Souls 2 is a fever dream. Hey, so, Dark Souls 2 like, is good. Lore-wise? Lore-wise and character-wise? Yeah. I really liked it, but then you think about gameplay and you go, mm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> the gameplay that just actually makes you not want to have to experience the lore because you don't want to play it. Yeah. But I heard that the lore just doesn't like, I think gel is the good word. Like, it just feels boring. Yeah, I, I think beautiful to look at. With three, I think they were trying to do too much. Like, they were trying to bring yes. back all this stuff from one, and then a little bit from two, and then it didn't mesh well. Like, if it, they had mm -hmm. just made its own story with just little bits and pieces of callbacks yes. to the other two, like they did with two, they had those little tiny things like, maybe this is a reference to one? It could mm -hmm. be, it might not be, you decide. Yeah. Like, if they had done that... It probably would have been much better story-wise. Yeah, because it's just the like, same old. Oh, it's a crumbling kingdom. I've I've been through. Don't link the fire. Yeah, and like it's like it's it's so cool Dark though. Souls, I did. Yeah, Dark Souls Three sounds like what I I didn't expect um, Breath of the Wild to actually be good. Like <laughs> at all, I think they were trying a little bit too hard. I think they were they were biting off a little bit more than they could chew. Because there are so many throwbacks to other games that mm -hmm. at first it didn't feel like its own game. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like here's memory lane to go through these other games that you loved a lot because we don't know what we're doing with our time, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just, when I was first playing, it just didn't feel like it could stand alone. And then I got really into the exploration part of it and dug up a lot of little breadcrumbs and I liked it a lot more. But nice. yeah, it got better. <laughs> Am I going like, to say it's my favorite Zelda game ever? No, but it's really good. <laughs> it's good. But like, like that's what I feel like the consensus with Dark Souls three. Dark Souls three is like it was exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I really, really, really like three. Its story, like. Coming I'll defend it. His name is Dark Souls Three DLC apologist. Yeah, like, I, I love yeah, it. I like the three DLC. Three hours with Nikki uh, arguing about the DLC, like on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, it's I don't know. Like they they try to bring everything together, and it's messy. But like with Henri, I I love it. Like oh my god, Henri of Astora, that's cool because we had Oscar of Astora, and then that was like the only mm -hmm. little nod. And you're where and. And they're wearing the uh, the elite, yeah, elite knight armor. Knight armor. It's like, oh my yeah. god, that's so cool! I want to help them so bad. And that's like, wait, I have to marry them? Well, that's weird, but okay. And then <laughs> you go, and so you're like, yes, you we're gonna get married. We're gonna get married. This is gonna be cool. We can like fuck some shit up together. Like, I don't know. As long as I help Henri, it's all good. They're so full of hope. Like, they're you, so full of hope from the first game. Yeah. Like, I'm on an adventure, and then you're just kind of like, something bad's gonna happen. You go there. There they are, just <laughs> with a sword stabbed in the hand. You're like, fucking Yuria, fucking Yeah, exactly. <laughs> damn it. It's a shit. Like, I went straight to her, and I was like, you goddamn motherfucker. And I'm just like, <laughs> like literally yeah. anytime anything good happens, you're like, okay, but when do you die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but waiting for the shoe to drop. Like I like with Horus, like, like game. It's true, yeah. Oh, like, Henry, Horus, I, I so can't sad. I can't tell you about like see, Henri's good. You just gotta like their friend Horus, like, oh where's Horus? You find Horus. I'm not telling Henri where Horus is. Just don't don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah. Where's Horus? Ah, yes. 
went to Walgreens. Do you want anything? Yeah. <laughs> Always love Dark Souls is the video game that um, you could really only truly make everybody happy by literally not playing the game. Like anybody yeah. that's yeah. yeah. you interact mess with everything that, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna like everyone would be up. so much better if you didn't just yeah. waltz in there. Like you don't know what you're doing, and they're just like. Yeah. Oh. That's how I feel about Bloodborne too. Yeah, Bloodborne's the same. Yeah. 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 You don't yeah. you don't help anybody out of Bloodborne. Talk to anybody, literally. <laughs> like, like just <laughs> stares at Gascoigne's children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow! I would never not feel like a douche canoe about that. Yeah. I just, yeah. Honestly, like, the worst part is though with Bloodborne, even if you don't help the child and uh, ex- the latter killing yourself, which is extremely sad. But like, even if you just leave them alone in their house, they don't know where father is they don't know where anything is once the blood moon happens all the monsters yeah. break into the npc's home <gasps> and kill all of them yeah what yeah that's why no one talks to you anymore because they're all it's fucking dead that, i never put that together oh my god <laughs> yeah. you guys so no matter <laughs> what you do it's me. better to talk to them and we're safe the you know what's cool like, at and, least they die with hope and not scared and alone. Like, and then yeah. even the people that you save, like the old lady, if you send her out too much, she dies trying to give yep. you the sedative. Uh, the one guy never trusts you and he goes mad. Uh, the nun, she just is jealous of you talking to the, uh, the, to the prostitute. Uh, Ariana. Yeah. yeah, the prostitute. The prostitute births an old one and it's like, fuck, you can't just <laughs> save her. But, like, seriously, guys, the, the like, the, the the wrinkly old dude that's in the church is like the only one that's ever truly happy to see. Oh, he's so pure. <laughs> he's, you know, the moment you see him, you're like, I don't trust. Like it's on the that. subject of Ariana, I am constantly just happy that she actually talks to the chapel dweller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like if you talk to him after you bring her back, he's like really excited because someone's actually paying attention to him oh, and actually right. like making an effort to be his friend. <laughs> And, like too bad she dies in horrible childbirth. Like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. Well, pretty, pretty she bad killed her. Die. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, she, I she, she has that weird gross baby, and she's like, "Oh God, what is this?" Yeah, <laughs> she's traumatized, alive. Oh yeah. But then, oh no, she but, dies. Oh, yeah, all she just she died in, in childbirth. Yeah, because she says like she has like some dying lines, right? Like she says some stuff and yeah. then like well, fades out. Yeah. What, what oh. you do is you find her, and if there's no way to attack the baby monster without killing her like you can be pointed the complete opposite direction you're yeah no if you kill the baby she dies she dies oh so yeah i never killed it i don't know i was like gross and i was like like, (laughs) (laughs) killing. go leave you there with your gross eldritch child yeah (laughs) i mean my experience with eldritch children in bloodborne is also not good yeah, I mean, no, that's literally not. <laughs> no. Eldritch anything. Like, I've got an Eldritch step cousin, and he's a piece of shit, so don't, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so to, uh, to kind of wrap us up, um, I'm kind of curious. I'd, I'd like to get, obviously, you know, later Maria, obviously Eileen, but I'd like to, from all of you, uh, get an idea of, like, who your favorite NPC or character is from all the Souls games. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a ship. It can be if you want it to, but, like, your favorite with the... You know, again, forgetting Lady Maria exists because I know that's what gathered us <laughs> yeah. here all here today. <laughs> um, Nikki, why don't you go first for many of the series? Uh, Luca Teal. She was just really cool to like it's meet along. Great with. character. 
and she'd help you with fights and traditionally it was the boss was that I'd have a lot of trouble on my own and then having her there it was like thank you base Luca to you so tragic because she mentions her brother a lot and you find him and he's an invader and it's like yeah. oh my god you bitch oh, no. <laughs> Molly what about you um for me like Obviously, also Luca Teal, but um, <laughs> having played a lot more Bloodborne than the Souls games, mm-hmm. uh, I would have to go with Eileen because, like, you have this woman who is so good at resisting just the draw of blood. You know the the madness that it causes from overuse. Um, you have this woman who is ancient <laughs> compared to most of the other characters you meet and still completely determined to, you know, do her job and spare her comrades in arms, basically, of dying like a beast. That's true. Nice. She's so good. She is so good. Grace, what about you? Actually, this is probably, um, it's it's a dead tie between, of course, Lugatil. <laughs> but uh, also the fair lady from Dark Souls One, Quelag Sister. I love her, and one of the reasons I love her, I'll, I'll keep this short so stuff can, stuff's turn can come up. Uh, we can babble about it on our one-on-one thing. <laughs> but she's one of the few characters in all of the Souls games where, from beginning to end, she has nothing but pure intentions. She is really just pure and happy, and wants to help people. And it ends up being her demise in the end, you know, as Souls Games loves to do. Like, they did the same thing with Solaire. But, I don't know. I just like, I like happy, nice characters. Even if they get fucked in the end, I just, they make me happy. They give me hope. Which so, they always do story. in this. In this always, always. No happiness out here. Finally, Steph, what about you? I, it's Eileen. <laughs> Not just because I think she's, like, super hot. One, She's she was released from the hunter's dream, so clearly she fulfilled her hunting duty. She didn't she technically wore out her usefulness and everything, but she's still not resentful enough of hunters to completely disregard you. Mm-hmm. She's like when she helps you, she's also doing it with good intentions. She doesn't want to see you die. Mm-hmm. She's like just please don't die. Shake off that cake, baby. <laughs> I think a lot of it um, with your encounters with her is just her being thankful that there's another hunter that's actually still fucking sane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She's seriously. She's the one NPC in the game that really, like, I know there's, like, Alfred, and of course it's the NPCs that you take to the church, and there's a couple other ones, but Eileen is, like, the one NPC to me that makes you feel like you're not alone. Well, oh, yeah. she, oh, she never goes. She crazy. never goes mad. Everyone else does in some mm-hmm. way, I unless mean, you get the she, bad end. <laughs> yeah, unless she, you get the bad ending, then she does go mad. And even then, what? Yeah, that's oh man, you know that? She no. <laughs> if you heck up her quest, she basically takes the place of the bloody crow. <gasps> yeah, mm-hmm. and you so find her. Why did no one tell me? <laughs> the thing is, is that with her bad end, she doesn't even go like bloodlust crazy. She I just she's doesn't think just... she can trust any of the other hunters. It's a literal. It's just a oh, snap. It's not see, I did talk. worse than that. I had her get killed by Henry because I was. Oh, oh no! no. 
I stopped playing that playthrough. Like, I think I'm going to delete that character. My most distinct memory with Grace and Eileen is Grace accidentally hit Eileen once because the triggers on the PS4 are really, like, super, super sensitive. And she made- I put it on my lap and it hit the left trigger. It was like, <laughs> it was dead silent. <laughs> in, in the face and then dove towards the power button on your place. <laughs> <laughs> No like, regard for no. anything else. She was immediately shut up. She was just screaming, and we were like, "Grace, you're horrible." I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh. it felt awful. It was actually mom. I'm sorry. But yeah, if you get her bad end, she like yells at you that she can't trust any other hunters, and all the other hunters have to die. Like, and you would assume that if she kills you, herself included. Oh. oh. I never thought about that. Collect it. You're welcome. It's like Maria. She probably didn't die from something awful. She probably killed herself anyway. On that happy note. On a great, wonderful note. I want to say. I'm just going to after this. I want to say thank you to all of you guys for coming out and doing the podcast with me. And thank you, especially to Nikki, for arranging this whole thing. This was pretty much thank her idea, and, for... I, and I, I just <laughs> went along. Thanks for having us, man. This is awesome. Yeah, this I'm was, just glad you liked the idea. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Need to, need to figure out a way to shake up an episode. And uh, yeah, if you tell me that there's four gay ladies that want to gay out on a podcast, then I'll probably. Like, <laughs> for let's sure. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's Lucky go around the room. Go ahead. <laughs> like you didn't just wind up as all me, just I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half of gay. How useful we are in conversation. We'll just have to do it again. And yeah, that's a translator's sure. note to everything we say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the, it's an like hour the A of at the end of the sentence for Canadians, right? Except you just say yeah, just say gay at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. As your vocal gay Canadian. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Oh well, let's go around the room and tell everybody where people can find you on the internet. Um, feel free to link Twitters or Tumblers or whatever you feel like putting out there publicly. Oh yeah, sure. Nikki, you start first. It's, everyone knows where to find me by now. <laughs> tell the listeners where to find you on Twitter, Nikki. Come on. At Lost Panda, you'll know it's the right place because I'm I'm never changing my description with Lee Maria being my <laughs> Um, Molly? Uh, me, you can find me, well, mostly just my art at uh, guttertongue.tumblr.com, which I will link in the chat. Oh, um, thank you. And yeah, that's generally the most accessible place for me. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, I, uh, Grace? Can... Or Steph? Whoever wants to go first. Next. Steph, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm on Drowsy's Slide on Twitter. That's pretty much it. You can find me at any point in time here, possibly. Cool. I'm always watching. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> and finally, Grace. I'm bringing up my Twitter right now. Um, Tumblr is more of just a, oh, this is a pity picture, and I put it on there. But if you want to actually see like stuff I say and blab about, definitely go to my Twitter. Uh, my Tumblr is noxluminos.tumblr.com. I will link it in the chat. Oh, that's a terrible link. I will relink it in the chat. <laughs> and then let me bring up my Twitter real quick. Here we go. It's also Nox Luminos, but with a little underscore between the Nox and the Luminos. That's just kind of, it's my thing. It's my trademark. It's trademark. And Excellent. That's it. Really. I think yeah. I'm the only person that has like five different names for all of my social media accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> like nothing's the same. Like even here, I'm I'm Lord Grogthorne. <laughs> <laughs> I I try to keep mine pretty consistent. I ended up being a stripper on Battle.net because I. <laughs> <laughs> my wife said she was like I bet you it's taken I was like bet you it's not and joke on me because now I can't change it without paying money it's so. <laughs> <laughs> great Yikes. well thank you again for, for, for doing this this was, a, this was a hell of a good time and uh, I, I'll probably yeah. message all of you all of you separately but if you want to come on and do like an actual full episode one on one I would definitely definitely want that to happen at some point that would be so awesome yeah. any chance that's just screaming about the Souls games. That's my favorite. Time, so. <laughs> yeah, Grace can talk for literally ever. Yeah, yep, she yeah. knows. Straight up. <laughs> As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find this podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com, which has links to all of our social medias and all of the episodes you could possibly want to download and or stream. Uh, check out the Instagram at don'tgiveupskellies. I put up 30 to 60 second clips of that week's episodes. You can kind of get a quick preview if you have a short attention span like me thanks everyone for listening we really appreciate it and remember don't give up skeleton that was a really cute i've done that a few times yeah, that <laughs> was just a couple also that is seriously the best website title thank you thank you for creating that so glad.